0: There we go. Jeremy Beads, what's going on, man? Ronnie Cox, The Rocket. Tune into, into the, show the show that informs, show, informs entertains, entertains, inspires, inspires and, and promotes, promotes motorsports, motorsports everywhere.
1: everywhere. Welcome, Welcome to winning, winning Wednesday, Wednesday on Northwest Tonight's, Tonight's show is brought, is brought to you by Miller Kitchen
0: and Bath, baby, baby, baby General Contractors,
1: Myers War
0: Covering, gun, gun, gun Shop, and Wayne Big Barbecue. barbecue. And And by by Nat Valley Super And And by by Leonard Leonard Evans. Evans. Used Car car Superstore. And And by Product41.com. Atomic Atomic Screen screen Printing. And and by BLG Blue Blue Line line Graphics. graphics. Be Be unique. Stand out. Get Get noticed. www.blg.blue. And now, back to your horsepower performance hosts, Terry Bridges and Glenn Lippy tower Oh, what is going on, racers? What is happening? Welcome to, uh... Another edition of Winning Wednesday here in the Northwest Race Report. I'm your horsepower performance host, Terry Bridges. We are back again for another week. Hey, got a cool show for you tonight. What's up, Rocket? Brandon Rutland, Shannon Hensley, Kevin D. White, Team 31, baby. Jeremy Means in the house, too. I'm glad he's here because I need to talk to him about getting him on the show. Um, we've been doing our promoter's deal, so I want to get Jeremy Means and Heather Boyce on the show here in the next couple weeks. But uh, tonight, a couple things I want to let you know. Tonight, we're having our show. Obviously, it's on April 1st, April Fool's Day. Hopefully, the uh, hopefully the iRacing deal with the Woo, the World of Outlaws, went good. Uh, our guest tonight going to be Matt Drager, uh, Willamette Speedway standout. He's a, a bodybuilder. He's an excellent bodybuilder, car bodybuilder. And uh, we're going to be talking to him tonight. A little bit about dirt racing, about Willamette, what's going on, what's going on with the modified stuff. It's going to be kind of cool. I haven't talked to him in in quite some time. used to race with his dad, uh, Brian, but um, yeah, it's going to be cool. But just to give you a heads up, starting today, uh, we're going to go the first and third Wednesday for the NWRR. Late Model Monday will stay as it is since we're kind of in the season, but the NWR is going to go the first and third Wednesday. So, like, we'll be back on the 15th of April. And then we'll be back May 6th, May uh, 20th, June 3rd, June 17th, so on and so forth. I'll put a schedule up so you guys can follow that way. Uh, we're just I just don't want to burn everybody out on every single week when there's really not a whole lot going on. Loader, that's my line. Yeah, the loader is... He's at home. He's chilling. What's up? Zoro Jimmy. What's going on? Kelsey Pease. Mike. Oh, man. EJ Jr. What's going on, man? Mike Hunter. Love it. Uh, Travis Hansen. Man, I got some champs here, baby. Love it. Ken LaGault, Phil Pence. Jason Gibb. What's going on, Gibber? Gibber's going to be with us on Sunday night. You guys got to tune in. Hey, Marvin Christy Schultz. Uh, Kelly Probes what's up, BA Blue Line Graphics baby. Um, we're gonna do some history of carding deal, and Jason Gibbs gonna be my guest on Sunday. So we're gonna kind of take it from where Phil Fowl left off, from like '78 to 2000. Um, he broke out his <laughs> he broke out his 20 year stash or 30 year stash or 40 year stash of uh, Carter news. So it's gonna be really cool hanging out with Jason Gibb and uh chatting some old school speedway maybe a little maybe a little payment but he's old school speedway man that guy won 5 uh Tulsa drillers now if you're a speedway guy you got to know you win 5 of those bad boys um you are truly a stud i mean those aren't easy that's that's kind of like uh well like anything i mean you you win uh, a driller Back then, it was huge, and it was so competitive. Ralph Woodard and all kinds of studs, Um, you know, Bill Hilger, all those guys from way back then. It's going to be super cool to kind of talk to Jason about that and get some uh, updates and talk about all the cool stuff. You know, he and Ronnie Cox, the Rocket, used to battle out at Oakwood quite uh, frequently, as did um, probably a lot of guys battled with Gibb. Um, I know... Phil Fowle and, and Jason Gibb were arch rivals. Uh but man, you you had um there were there was just so many uh tough dudes uh back then. And uh I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Um oh man, it's right on the tip of my tongue too. Uh he ran duels and stuff against Fowle, too. Um is it not Archer? Uh, but he was fast. Super fast. I i Gibb will tell me on on Sunday, I'm sure. I hope everybody is safe and sound. You know, my head was spinning earlier today. Zombie killer. No kidding. What's up, Josh Haskins? Hey, you guys, Haskins Tire Treatments, you need to check him out. He can uh, he can get, hook you up and get you uh Reginald Gill. What is going on, man? Right on. Um, hey, what up, Uncle Chucky? Man, don't be sorry you're here, man. I need to get you on the show, too, but I'm just kind of going crazy here because I don't really have a... An outline, But I just want to let everybody know we're going to go first and third Wednesdays for the Northwest Race Report. Late Model Monday will stay as it is. Uh, I got to give a couple of shout outs here. I picked up some new sponsors who helped me greatly. Stimpy's Barn Grill, Steve Seiler up in Kent. Uh, they're doing some big remodels there. So when you get a chance, uh, stop by there and have a Stimpy Burger. I guarantee you uh, they're awesome. Just tell them the Northwest Race Report sent you. He'll hook you up. Uh, I got to thank Jared Sessler from Sessler Motorsports. He uh, contributed a little bit to help keep the show going. I appreciate that greatly. And of course, Joe Constance from Joe's Race Products for uh, hooking us up with a subscription to Speedway Illustrated and CC Racer Magazine, which a lot of times we get content and stuff for the show from that. So very, very helpful. Thanks to all uh, those great sponsors. And of course, Brian Esquinia from BLG working on the new website. Wait till you guys see it. I'm telling you, it's close. I know I've been saying that, but it's close. It is going to be so awesome. Um, I, I just can't even tell you how awesome Brian Esquinia is. So if you guys need a website as well as T-shirts or wraps or whatever, man, the guy is a genius designer. Um, guaranteed. So um, not the cheapest, but you don't get the best when it's when it's super cheap. So... Check him out, man. He'll hook you up. Tell him the Northwest Race Report sent you, and Late Model Monday, he will hook you up. I don't know if you guys saw the coloring page he made for us for Late Model Monday, but uh, I put it out there. Hopefully, we get some designs back. I'd like to show some of those on the show um, one of these nights when we get them back. It's a side view of a late model. So if you got your favorite racer or you want to design one up for kind um, of be cool for racing, you know, Design one up for Northwest Race Reporter, or Late Model Monday or your favorite racer. It'd be, it'd be super cool. Um, and lastly, I want to say, uh, what up, Albert Patterson? Quack, quack, gobble, gobble. Duck, turkey, keep up the good work. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Brent Meyer. Hey, Brent Meyer's painting a flag, and it is awesome. I couldn't believe it, man. That guy's a hand letterer, too, as well as a great tuner. But you do not want to miss... Monday nights, late model Monday. I'm going to tell you right now. If you know anything about late models, um, we, my guest is, is it's incredible. Uh, Dave Fuge is going to be our guest on Monday night. It is. I'm telling you, it is a no miss late model Monday. And and if you know anything about late models, or if you know anything about chassis building, period. Um, you know, ask, ask uncle Chuck Crothers, uh, Dave Fuge without question should be in the hall of fame. He's one of the best car builders in Northwest ever had. He built cars for the greats. Ron Eaton. Um, I mean, you know, Garrett, I mean, he's, he's built cars for just about everybody. Um, Chuck Flora. I mean, name it. Uh, Dave Fuge, uh, has done it. So he's going to be our guest on Monday night, a whole hour. With Dave Fuge, we're going to have some history. We'll talk about chassis, what he thinks, about all the new stuff. I mean, I'm just stoked. I'm I'm just super stoked to have Dave Fuge on the show. It's just going to be an honor. What up, Mike Easley? What's going on? So uh, Matt Drager in the house, he's going to be our guest. He's going to be calling here at about 15 after the hour. Looking forward to um, talking to, to to Matt. He said he was nervous, but I told him, man, just get yourself a cold beverage and and go. Hopefully, he can update us on the World of Outlaws iRacing deal because uh, that was going on at like five o'clock, I think, our time. Chris Gibb, what's going on, Gibber? And uh, so it's going to be awesome to see see what happened. You know, the other cool thing is this weekend. I think on Fox Sports they're going to be live. I mean, this is going to be really good. If you like, I think if you like the iRacing from like. Texas and, and I don't know, uh, where were they? the uh, Was it Talladega or somewhere? They're going to be at Bristol. Now, you tell me. That's going to be, I think that's going to be off the chain. Oh, Steve Sharpley, what's going on, man? Sharpley's the tire guy for Uncle Chuck's Racing and the Rocket Ronnie Cox. Uh, good to see him on here, man. The guy works 24-7 at UPS, so he's out there and he's here on the show. I love it. Uh, thanks, Sharp. Good to see you, bro. Um, it's gonna be super, super chill. So, Bristol this weekend. I don't know. Some people say, uh, I racing, yay or nay. I say, yay. I don't know about you guys, but I say I I love it. Robert summerholder in the house. What's going on, Robert? There it is. oh, Matt Drager. What's going on? What's going on, man? How you doing? Excited to talk to you, dude. So, hey, first of all, bring me up to speed. What happened tonight in the World of Outlaws iRacing uh, show?
1: Yeah, that was a pretty cool deal. They uh, Fox Sports got involved with a bunch of the World of Outlaws, both on the uh, Sprint Car Series and the Late Model Series deal. Got a bunch of the regulars, as well as some um, NHRA guys and, and uh, Kyle Larson and and they uh, got those guys running now on, on TV. It's pretty cool to see uh, some dirt track racing, even though it is just, you know, racing. But seeing the dirt track represented on Fox Sports 1, one of the big sports channels, um, really hoping it, you know, leads to a little bit more exposure for the sport.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, you say, well, it's just racing. You know, man, I'm telling you, I watched um, last weekend. I think they were at Texas on the pavement, right? The The NASCAR guys.
1: Dude, yes, sir. Yeah, I think they were.
0: Dude, it's hard to tell. I mean, it's really, I mean, the sound is, I mean, it's hard to tell. If, if you were to just look at that really quick, it looks like the real deal.
1: Absolutely, man. It's a legit simulator. I've uh, got to play with it a little bit on a friend's account, and uh, it's the closest thing we got in the winter time to actually getting out there on track. So uh, I think it's great to see the extra exposure for the sport, and I really hope we can see some late model stuff yeah, on, dude. you know, the the big sports channels.
0: Yeah. I mean you know and and I'm and I'm thinking um I don't know this I'm just thinking but what a great avenue for them to I mean this is the perfect time for them to kind of get that break that they needed right I mean cuz i racing's a big deal all the way around the country right I mean it's not just late models or world I mean it's it's karting it's uh formula 1 it's indy cars it's all kinds of cool stuff
1: Absolutely it's everything and you know, you watch, let's say, like NBA um, games, or you see on on PlayStation or whatever, you see your your NFL games, and those are I'm, I consider those a push and button game, right? Like you're not going through the motions of the game. But iRacing is a simulator, and uh, most of us can get on there if we have the chance. And you race against guys that you see on TV that you read about on, every week, running the big series. You got to get to run against those guys. Replicating the real motions of the sport, so it's an awesome deal. Um, I I really hope it does good for the sport. We all eyes are on it. I mean, NASCAR got great ratings when they did it, and uh, hopefully the dirt stuff follows up.
0: Yeah, dude. I, I I mean, you know, and let me just say, I mean, people might look at that and they go, "Oh yeah, you got a wheel, whatever." You just go, "Man, it's hard." I mean, it's not it's it's not like it's easy.
1: Oh no, no. And you know, cup stuff. I'm sure those guys they were turning left the whole time, right? you see the onboard stuff of the guys around the world of outlaws and they're turning left, they're turning right. So uh, hopefully that shows a good, good show for the fans. Uh, get a little sideways action. We had guys up against the wall in the late models. some sprint cars too. Um, great exposure. Yeah, it is great.
0: Exposure. Now, now are they done or are they still running right now?
1: No, they're done. Uh, went from about, I think five o'clock to five or 10 after six sprint cars ran a 35 lap feature late models brought it with a 50 lap feature. And uh, both are pretty good shows.
0: Who who won the Who won the World Outlaws deal? Do you
1: know? Uh, Christopher Bell won the Sprint Car race.
0: Ooh, wow, sweet! And do you know who won the Late Models? Oh wait, uh, l- let me guess. Brian Drager. No, I'm
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I have seen him run on. <laughs> yeah. I have seen him run on iRacing, and let me tell you, as soon as we got him sat down, there was no getting him out of the chair.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good. He was pretty good back in the day, boy. Let me tell you. But, uh,
1: oh yeah, and he's no slouch now. He's just got a different role.
0: That's cool, man. That's super cool. So let's talk about Matt Drager, man. I, I've been I've been following your stuff, you know, on Facebook, and you're like the you're like the body guru, man. I mean, you've you've got some really cool. I mean, and it's not just cool looking, but it's I mean, it's like antiseptically done, man.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, we've uh, I've been building bodies now. I mean, started doing my own stuff back when I got in the late in the modified in 2012, and it's just kind of grown. It's a lot of the reason I still get to race myself. So we've uh, I've done a lot of modified stuff, got to do a few late models in the last few years. And uh, this year we're busting into the stock car stuff. So the steel body Monte Carlos and stuff. We've got uh, two customer bodies I've been working on for the Monte Carlos. And then uh, my wife's car is going to be following up shortly. So it's cool to be. Branching out and doing a little bit different stuff.
0: Yeah. Got to give a shout-out to my man, the sliver, Johnny Blair. Man, that guy, I'm telling you, he's a – he. well, you wouldn't know him, Matt, but he's a hell of a go-carter. He's one of those guys, you give him a – You that's why I call him the sliver. You give him just a pinch of daylight, and he's in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sliver, Johnny Blair. Brian Morris, what's going on, Tyler Homestead? What's going on, everybody? Hi, Lori Fuller. So, man, let, let's – let's. Um, I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, you were talking about the steel bodies, the Iron Giant, uh, deal. But before we jump into that, what is going on with Willamette? I mean, I heard I heard the lights are out, and it, I mean, it, I heard it's like it's it's like a done deal.
1: I wouldn't give it that. I wouldn't go that far yet. Um, you know, we've had a couple promotion promoter changes in the last two years. Um, you know, obviously the Arnold built that track trams. Shrams bought it and ran it for a few years. Last year we had a new leadership group in, and uh, I don't think that probably went as well as anybody hoped for. Um, so that they're out, we got Lauren Cruz. He's working with the Shrams on that deal right now, and um, Lauren is putting in a ton of work. Uh, can't thank that guy enough for what he's doing right now. He's really working with the city and uh, a lot of the you know marketing partners of the track to repair and heal a lot of relationships. Yeah, and uh, you know. You hear all the rumors you want, and you know, we're not racing, so everything's not peachy, but uh, I got to have faith and support him because he's working his butt off to give us a place to race. I mean, I grew up out there. We're going to support the deal. Um, and I just got to trust, you know, choose to trust and believe the best and uh, get my stuff ready like we're going racing.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I, let me just tell you I, I mean, I was there from 90 to like about 2000 or whatever. And man, I mean, when I hear that, man, I was just like, oh, my gosh. I mean, because uh, that, that's like a – like that should be like a national monument. You know what I mean? At least here in the Northwest. But, I mean, oh, yeah. was, was any of that true? I mean, because uh, – I mean, I'm hearing reports of, you know, the bills aren't getting paid or they had to tear up from the street to the track because of the – you know, some, something to do with the water or the electricity. And I've heard the lights are out. I mean, what? where, where, where does it all kind of stand? Or do you
1: know? You know, know, I'm not going to make assumptions um, because that does nothing but but hurt the hurt the situation, good or bad.
0: I I get Um, that.
1: And I mean, I know we missed a couple. They missed a couple races out there last year, last summer, due to some issues. But they, you know, they were back opening and running two weeks later. So um, obviously, you know, Jerry and Jimmy Shram, they put a lot of money into that facility. Mm -hmm. They're 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 smart business guys. They're not going to lose it. They're going to they're they're behind the track lauren's behind the track you know i talk with lauren probably every other week right now um just seeing what's going on how i can support what's you know that kind of stuff and uh he's got a passion for it i mean Mm -hmm. we all do we're all racers
0: absolutely um
1: if we didn't love it we wouldn't be doing it and i can't imagine the work it goes into promoting a show i mean if everything goes great you're you're, you just did a good job. And if anything goes wrong, you're the racers, you know, worst than me. Right. Yep. So for those guys to be taken on the task that they are, especially Lauren, um, and trying to bring our, bring our, you know, our sanctuary, you know, back to life or not back to life, I should say, but just get it, keep it running. You know you got to support those guys. So he's doing a great job. I'm behind him. Can't wait to see uh, what happens and and get out there. You know we've got a lot of stuff going on in the world with coronavirus and this and that right now. Just gotta trust you know trust the good Lord that he's got a bigger plan. And uh, when things are sorted out, we'll get back to life.
0: Man, I love I love hearing that. that that's that's a fact. So you know I I I got to go do a show. Um, Heather had I they had they couldn't make it the regular i i think ben was doing something else or had a sprint car show or something so i went down there and filled in to one of those iron giant shows i don't know if it was as big as it was but it was a i mean they had 50 plus cars there i mean that was um that was a hell of a
1: show absolutely yeah we've got a couple pretty good um i'll call them stock car street stock type series going on in the northwest right now um Chris sign and James Whitehouse with their, their iron giant stuff. They put together that touring series and uh, it's done great. Uh, Watching them run, you know, all up and down from, I think they go as South far South as great as um, Guairica and as far North as Grace Harbor throwing Roseberg in there on the asphalt to get a little um, diversity in the tracks. And they always seem like they're great shows. Got that group going. And then uh, Kevin Roberts leading the charge with the, uh, the IMCA stock car stuff. Last year they had their first, you know, season with it at William and Banks. Yeah. And there's guys building cars. Man, let me tell you, you see, you see guys building cars. We're building a brand new one for my wife. See guys bring cars back from uh, back east, and we're getting a lot of interest in them. Um, I went from doing no stock type bodies in a year to I've got three of them this year. So that group's growing. Um, and it's awesome racing. The cars are so close that it seems like no matter where they go, they put on a show. Yeah. But
0: but now, these things are anything, I mean, at least from the sound of it. I mean, I, I, you know, guys are telling me, oh, yeah, they're getting 20 grand in these things, you know, whatever. I mean, and I'm going to street stock? I mean, are, Dude, are, are, are you kidding?
1: It's no jokes. Um, you know, the car that I'm building, my wife, it's a, your regular GMG body. You know, uh, hers is, a I believe, an 84 Oldsmobile Cutlass, um, a lot of Monte Carlos. But when you start looking at the parts, man, it's every bit the same as my modified. They don't have a quick change, and uh, we've got a little different motor program. But when it comes down to the, the shocks and the seat and the ignition system and the, you know, you just start adding that up. And they're every bit the same about in a car as what we're running in the other classes. So, Matt,
0: I mean, honestly, man, now, now, now I'm not trying to poo-poo the thing at all. I'm just saying, you know, how? I mean, I, I'm. I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay. I mean, you, you know, the the sportsman guys back in the day, at least from what I remember, and I know things have progressed, but I mean, how do you, how do you justify a street stock for twenty grand? I mean, why not just take that money and? put it in a light model or, or, you know what I mean?
1: I mean, cause I I hear you, but you know, as the age old saying goes is how much does racing cost? Everything you have, right? You can put together a car and run less, but if you keep running the class, you're going to go for that little extra and you're going to go for the low friction that this and the, you know, the lightweight, that next thing you know, it doesn't matter what class you're running; you're spending money on quality parts.
0: <laughs> you know, I I, I know, and, and I chuckle not not because I I don't love it. I just I just I mean, well, okay. Let, let's go back a few where I can remember. The same thing was in the Supersports, right? That mm-hmm. was that was supposed to be a that was supposed to be a basically it started you know a stock clip and iron motors and no aluminum and no quick changes and. Well we saw how quick that was the window
1: oh absolutely
0: right i mean it was it was crazy I remember the first year I did I think i had a I had a Chevelle clip it was you know big spring car load bolts I didn't have no there's no coilover eliminators or I had the little rubber biscuit third link I mean it was nothing even had uh well it was like tr- it wasn't like a true truck arm but you know it was uh mm-hmm. it was all wrecking yard stuff,
1: Yep. And now you look at it the modifieds are more advanced stuff's just coming forward it's it's knowledge um and knowledge costs you know right just look at your shock technology and all of our front ends on our cars in any class you're looking at are getting so far refined the front ends are getting better they're steering better our corner speed is up you know other than when we had sideboards probably and even then sideboard cars weren't any faster than our guys are now without them um we're just close the technology is come so far and you know as much as it hurts technology costs money um it's it's not as simple as throwing a big piece of lexan d- down the side of your car to make grip we're all making grip but we're you know it takes a lot more work to do it now
0: so okay so now i i, I look at those cars now i, I watch them and, and i go um holy crap how do you see anything I mean, you got the, you got the left front hiked up eight miles in the air. The things complete, you know, I remember when I was running, I mean, I used to hate that feeling of it sinking that far off onto the right rear, but I don't know. Now that's now it's almost like if you're not doing that, you're not fast.
1: Oh yeah. And it's gone through cycles. I mean, you know, like I, you talked to my dad, you mentioned him earlier back then it was, you know, got to have all four tires on the ground. And then went through the time, let's say late '90s, 2000s, where everyone had the tire mile left front a mile in the air, right? And now we're to a point where guys are tuning with that. And when they pick the tire up the gr- off the ground, playing with shock heights, and when you hang that weight on the left side, it it, it goes in Boy. big cycles. But like I keep telling my dad, every time that cycle goes around, we're starting to do it with a little bit more knowledge and uh, and data behind it, mm-hmm. not just. You know, seat of the pants. Yeah, there's a lot of seat of the pants feel the racing still, but a lot of it's w- we're we're putting numbers behind that. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, now does your now does your dad does your dad give you the old you know Hey, we used to we used to walk ten miles in the snow uphill. I mean, does he give you that stuff now when you when you talk to him about stuff?
1: Oh, at times, absolutely. Um, you know, there's been several times where we talk about you know just. If we knew what we knew now, back when he was racing, oh, good. how absolutely different things would be, right? Right. If if we had put a put the spring behind the the rear end on a on a uh, late model on the left rear in '93 instead of when Garrison and Arp did it '98, you'd set the world on fire. So there's all that stuff, um, but getting to race with him is so cool. Oh, and, uh, I'll bet. by my side through it. it it doesn't get any better than racing with your family.
0: Well, you know, and Matt, let's, I mean, let's make no bones about it. Just because he came from that earlier time. um, I, I think once you understand it, you understand it, right? I mean, it, I mean, he might be setting his ways a little bit, but that isn't always a bad thing. Do you think?
1: Oh no, absolutely not. It's a fresh perspective, right? So you know, I was born in '89. Most of my memories from the track come from the late '90s and newer. There's a lot of experience before that that I completely missed out on. So having that extra perspective in the in the shop or in the pit area mm-hmm. is huge. And he's putting in the effort to to learn the some, same stuff I'm learning. We've gone to two different uh, chassis schools together, and he just went to another one this winter. So he's putting in the homework to make sure he stays up on the new stuff. But he also is got that, you know, wealth of experience that I just, you know, I don't have.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I always, I, I do that too. I mean, I find myself going, man, what are these, what are these guys doing? You know, I mean, it's like, but I, I mean, honestly, but you're right. Because I, I looked at, I, I remember, the, well, for example, and, and this is no dig on him at all, because he, he was one of the greats ever at Willamette, was was Bob Jeffrey. Absolutely. Right? and I mean, right? We all can agree. I mean, the, the boy one can drive
1: one of my heroes. Bro. Oh man, dude!
0: And but yet he took that break and he comes back, and all of a sudden it's like, um, it's almost like he can't get out of his own way, right? I mean that just yep. that just shows, and and that's no dig on Bob. I mean he's still a hell of a driver and probably would be if he wanted to spend the time to get back and, and get that knowledge. But that's how quick it changes.
1: Oh yeah. Him and when him and Gil came back and put that super sport together a couple of years ago, I mean, you saw flashes where you said that is 100% Bob Jeffrey. I remember. And then you also saw other nights where it, it just wasn't there. And I think a lot of it's just the cars have come so far. Um, you know, talk about the old days where you'd run a, a car on Saturday night on the dirt and then you change it all over Saturday night or Sunday morning and r- go run pavement the next day. And our stuff is so specialized anymore. Um, you're, you just don't get that the window to be on is so much smaller because the knowledge is there. It, right. It's tough.
0: Yep. And 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 the, and the other thing too, I I think is now, I mean, not that they weren't back then, but the the fall off was bigger, right? You you look at the outlaw guys, right? And you might have uh you'd have eight or ten guys who. And, and, and five or six of them really had a shot. The rest of them, eh, I mean, if, on a good night, if they hit it right, they, they'd be there. Now, it seems like, uh, boy, you got, I mean, you got 10, 12, 15 guys that could probably take the
1: W just being there. Yeah. And you're really seeing that a lot more in the Modifieds right now, um, just the way Kind of car counts have gone the last few years. Late models are a little bit down on the dirt side here in the northwest, but you look at the modifieds and being on on the IMCA rules, Great Motors got an advantage. So we've all got the same motor. Shocks have come so far, and chassis technology. It's it's pretty common to look at the field and and half of them or more have a a decent shot at running good that night. Right,
0: and and it didn't always used to be that way. I mean, you you no. like I said, you might have six, eight, ten guys. But even that six to ten, I mean, they were going to have to have a really good night. It was the, it was that top five where you went. Well, I mean, it's whoever whoever gets through first or whoever doesn't, you know, get in a mess. Mm-hmm. They're pretty like like Bob. I mean, how many how many nights did you watch him go from, you know, twenty fourth to to mm-hmm. one? I mean, you know, made
1: it look easy. You watch those old tapes with Bob, uh, Russell, yeah, Tesh.
0: Dude,
1: um, dude, you're killing me. I love it. Um, Johnny Schuler. you know those guys. Where good chance, you knew who was going to be up front at the end of the night.
0: Absolutely,
1: and Absolutely. I, I still pop in those tapes, and it's the same names. You know, it, it's good stuff. Bob Boyd,
0: mm-hmm. one of the great, one Koffle. of the one of the great. Darren yeah, Koffle.
1: man. Darren Kaufel and Russell. I mean. The oldest videos I have, Darren Koffel's still in it, and he's still out here racing every day. It is awesome.
0: And still a stud. Oh, absolutely. Still a stud. Yeah, Koffel
1: just. one of the best sheet metal guys around. Yeah, he
0: was special, man. He was special. No no doubt about it. And, you know, I I, I will say this too, Matt. Um, A lot of people don't know um, Bob Jeffrey was a hell of a fabricator. Mm Mm-hmm. You would, I mean, if you didn't know him, I just had me having spent
1: the time with him. I mean,
0: he is, he was one hell of a fabricator.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the last late model my dad ran was like a seven, eight scale Rayburn that, uh, I think it was Wayne Felch and Bob,
0: yes.
1: Bob Jeffrey built yeah, three of them. man. And, and those cars were fast. I was back in the V six days, right? No yep. weight limit in the late models. Yep. So those things were built light and they were built fast. Um, great cars i remember uh it was sometime when i was in high school i wanted to start helping bob and my uh grandma and his wife at the time diane were good friends went up there and i could not touch his car until i proved myself in the shop right meticulous you knew this you were around Mm -hmm. i spent a night or two just making sheet metal plates to block shavings from getting under his drill press before i could ever touch the car yep yep but it showed in the quality of his car. Right? Absolutely. That's that's how he approached everything about his program,
0: without question. And and you know, tires too. That that year that we we I mean we we made I think it was like nineteen out of twenty dashes, and I mean we didn't I mean I mean we were in the top five. We we hardly ever didn't finish in the top five. I mean it was an amazing season. I think it was like 0-1. And we ended up winning the the title. That was back. I don't know if you remember, but it was kind of back when um you couldn't. They 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 made it so we couldn't use hand signals,
1: right? Mm-hmm. So you couldn't. That was af- right after the radio stuff.
0: Yes. Well, yeah, and it was stuff like Bob. He he <laughs> he used to do cool stuff. Like he'd leave the antenna on, and leave the wire there, and we wouldn't have radios in, and we just left the antenna on, so everybody mm-hmm. thought we had one in. But he just loved to um, play jokes. I, I I can remember one that was the like super awesome. You know, everybody wanted to know, and this was back during that time when, um, you know, everybody went to the to the uh, Rayburn. They had the you know had the green spring in the third link. That's what you ran everywhere. And and, <laughs> and, and we used to say, man, what what? now way! So we bought an AFCO one of the one of the uh, uh, double double springed ones. And mm-hmm. we moved it way over to the left, right? Because that's kind of what everybody's just like, let's try picking it up over here instead of over there. So everybody wanted to see what we had. And that's back even when, you know, they would put the little curtain on the back so you couldn't see.
1: I so, remember him having a cover over his yes, regular right tire so he couldn't see.
0: Yes, we built a little plastic thing that went around the third link so nobody could see. So when we were unloading out of the trailer... Dudes like Jamie Van and some of those guys, they'd come over and they'd go. They, they'd try to get a peek while we're, you know, because he had to winch it out of the trailer. And so mm-hmm. Bob, Bob says, watch this. This is going to be great. So we built a plastic thing around the third link so you couldn't see what we had. And as soon as we started to inch the thing out with the with the winch, everybody was over there like they were going to get a peek. And they, could, mm-hmm. and they couldn't see anything. It, I mean, I don't know. That's what I miss about. You know, some of that stuff was just the, the jokes. Like he would go over there. I remember I came into the shop one night, and dude, on the on the on the rear halo on the right side, he had dude. I don't know how many chunks of lead he had on there, but I'm thinking <laughs> I'm going, what in the, you know, what are you doing? And he goes, tap them. So I take my finger and it's tink tink tink. They were empty. He just he just welded capsules and made it look like lead. And everybody, they, you know, they come over and look at her, and they go, "Jeez, look at all that lead he's got on the right side. So the next thing you know, everybody have all this lead on the right. I mean, it was crazy.
1: Yep. Bob, Bob was a master of not just going fast, but he was a master of playing the game, he, right? Yep. There's more, more than just what you do on the track. When you start playing the game and get guys second guessing their stuff, um, second guessing their own abilities, copying you, you've got the race. You know, you're a leg up by the time you get to the track if they're doing that.
0: Yeah, you know, and he used to tell me, "I, I don't care what people think. I know, I just want to know what they know." And mm. I, and I, and I always, I always remembered that because I thought that was super cool. So people come over and say, "Hey, what do you got for springs in the back?" You know, blah blah blah. And Bob would say, "Well, what do you got?" And the guy would say, "Oh, I got this in the left front, that in the right front, and we got this and this shock and ninety four and you know." And Bob would say, "Yeah." we're we're, we're close. The guy just tells him everything he's got, and Bob didn't Mm -hmm. have to tell him anything, right? I mean, so does that game still go on today, like down there?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you got all the smoke and mirrors you've ever had. Um, Some guys are different about that stuff. I probably don't hold things as close to vest as I should um, from a competitive advantage, but with my You know, with the the GRT thing and my parents' dealership, I try to go and help as many guys as I can. So you got a lot of games, but I love being able to tell someone exactly what's on your car and you still go out there and outrun them.
0: Uh, Jeremy Means says, ask Matthew about any bodybuilder inspirations from back in the days when everyone did their own cars. And and, and the old uh, outlaw packages.
1: Darren Koffel. Yep. It does not matter how... Far back you go in that video, in those videos, that car was always clean and always well done. Yep. Obviously, you ha- you know Bob built some clean bodies. He was meticulous. Russ had some wild stuff, but you know I like my stuff to be. You can drag a finger anywhere on my, on my car, mm-hmm. and no edge is going to catch you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, to me, just Darren's stuff always screamed that. Yeah, he he was good. But, uh, I I still love building the wild. A wild winged car.
0: Oh yeah. Well, remember the like the like Leo Leibiths and, and some of those guys, the old posse guys that used to come in mm-hmm. there. Oh my gosh, dude. I mean,
1: it's it's hard to beat a full-length sideboard.
0: Mm hmm. It is. It's. It's. Uh. I mean, you probably learned a a ton about bodies just having done it, because I look at some of those mods now and I'm thinking, man. I mean, look at the even the little opera window deal. You know that thing's bowed way out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, all that is just crazy to me because I know it's all there for a reason.
1: Yeah. We're putting such a small box with our rules. I mean, there's a dimension on every, a dimension or several on every body panel. So the good guys, there's never a mistake, you know, I won't say never mistake, but there's never a panel that's not built without reason. Right. There's a difference between a guy that, that throws a body on a car and it goes to the racetrack. And you can tell the difference between that and a body that's got some thought into it. Amen. Not just from building the car that you can maintain well, whether the panels come off quick and easy with a couple tools. So you can get in there and maintenance your car. You know, maintenance is a big part. Performance is a big part. Longevity. You can tell the difference. Oh. It, it's, it's pretty clear.
0: Right. And I mean, and I know you probably got to scratch your head, right? Cause you look at some of that stuff that rolls in and you go, okay, somebody, somebody looked at that and said, all right, man, we're ready to go racing,
1: right? Hey, to each his own. If, uh, <laughs> I, I've, I, I've been there. I, <laughs> I, I, I've said that a few times, but <laughs> if you saw if you saw my car at Speed Week when he rolled into Willamette for the finale last week last year, I had rolled the car two days earlier. We had a rough week, <laughs> and the last night we ran dual features. Every single time I came off the track, I had four guys doing nothing but putting more rivets in my quarter panel and (laughs) deck. Literally, it fell off the car every night on the track. So, as much as I like to say, you know, oh, yeah, I've got it handled, there are times you just don't have it going (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: I get it. I mean, when you're doing that Speed Week deal, hey, it's whatever goes. I mean, and those are the guys, those are the ones you love where you got the MacGyver, right? they mm-hmm. can, they just know how to get stuff done it doesn't matter what it looks like just um hey man I'll, I'll be honest the best one of the best nights i ever ran i forgot my toolbox whoa yeah i forgot my whole toolbox got in there was in a hurry got a flat was just panicked and i mean but it, it was the it was one of the best nights i ever had because mm-hmm. I couldn't outthink myself, I couldn't, I couldn't really touch it, even if I wanted to. No,
1: no second guessing and making that extra change. I, right absolutely. And how
0: many times have you done that and went, "Man, I shouldn't have touched
1: it"? More than I'd like to admit.
0: Absolutely, man. That's that's the thing. I I, I don't know, man. You know, we talk about the history and the and, and the new stuff, and but I think, I mean, I think you'll agree with me that there are some things that are just still. Stock car 101. It doesn't matter whether you were from in the 90s or now. Like, one of the things you just said is is um, maintenance. hmm I mean, if your maintenance program sucks, you're probably going to suck.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, I admit it with my own program. You know, we've got a lot of, we're doing more and more customer work. And you can tell, looking back at the last couple of years, the the weeks that I had customer cars in the shop. And my stuff sat because there's a, there's a, a drop off mm-hmm. in the results. Right. And uh, that's one thing I'm trying to really get ahead of this year. When you have this extra downtime is make sure I'm not, I got my stuff sorted out now and uh, try to take on a little bit less stuff in the summer because you got to be focused on your cars. You know, you, you can't go and work on your stuff one night a week and be competitive at this level. Um, really it, any level in the Northwest right now. Everything's so competitive. Like I was talking about those those stock cars, all the cars are so good, um, so much closer that the little stuff is what matters. And uh, taking the time to do that, it shows.
0: It it, act, it absolutely does. And, and you know, the days are gone. I don't know if you remember, like, my father-in-law, Larry Sauce, and, you know, there was a, mm-hmm. a, a few other guys. They would show up there by themselves. You that, Those days are gone. You can't do that anymore. No, I, I, I it, don't it,
1: think, it, I mean, it, it's tough. Um, you know, when we set out to do speed week last year, it was my dad and I, and, uh, there's been a lot of races where it was just my wife and I going racing. It still happens, but with all the stuff we do now on, you know, working on the cars throughout the night, keeping tires fresh and, and ground up and stuff, it is tough to show up and, and be a one man crew. Honestly, if I, if I got three or four guys in the pits, it's my better nights. Um, and a lot of it's just taking the the driver and giving them time to decompress a little bit, not jump straight out and go to work on the car, but actually think about what I'm doing mm-hmm. and uh, have, have that couple moments to breathe and, and move forward with the night. Right. So
0: any overlap between the history and, and what you're doing now that you can see, I mean, at least from what you can remember, I mean, God, you tell me you were born in 89. I'm thinking, God, I am old. But, I mean, is there anything that you can see that, that, that kind of overlaps from maybe back when your dad was doing it and that you find yourself um, kind of thinking in those same terms?
1: Well, I mean, you got plenty of history. A lot of the names are still out there, um, second or third generation. But then also a lot of the patterns, right? Like, so you bring up Bob Jeffrey, and he had those years where he was – so dominant um and and you still get that now with guys like let's say joey tanner and late models had a couple really hot years uh bryson james and colin weinberg and the modifieds few really hot years and uh you know it it goes through its cycles and right now those guys are those guys are on top um but there's there's plenty of guys behind them that can drive as well so Mm -hmm. um as far as like as knowledge you know stuff that carries down these race cars still come down to four rubber patches right and how you make them work so we might be thinking about stuff in the a different way at times uh but it all come you know we're we're all trying to get the most out of those four patches and that hasn't changed yes
0: hey, amen gosh i love talking to you man this is this is so cool i mean i mean just because you can kind of remember and and, and go back there but I mean, like, uh, well, I know back when we were doing, I mean, one of the most natural guys ever was like Dick Bossart. Oh, yeah. Right? The guy uh-huh. the guy could drive anything.
1: And his son can do anything in a cart and not race one for five years and still be fast.
0: It, it's, 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 cra- it's crazy. Bossarts
1: are just like that.
0: Yeah, they've always been. Um, Dick Bossart, definitely one of the greats. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Without question. Absolutely. So, who was who? Are, who were some of your? I mean, you said Bob was your hero, but who were some of the favorites that you remember from back? Uh, back in the day.
1: You Man, think- I, like I said earlier, if I watch if I watch the early videos, which like the videos we have are ninety to ninety three, right? It's Bob. It's Darren. It's Russell, It's uh, Schuler and Sprague and those guys. Obviously, my dad. Growing up, your dad's always your hero, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, your dad's doing, when your dad's racing, which is her favorite thing in the world, he is always number one. Right. Then, uh, you know, you get older where I start, actually remember going to the races, uh, Jerry York. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. So you still had Russ. You still had Bob, Jerry York, Bob Jeffrey, right? I mean, sorry, Bob Boyd, the yes. Boyd brothers.
0: Yes, I can um, Man, we used to have wars with them, man. I, you know, Matt, there was a time when, you know, when we I was telling you we couldn't give hand signals. Mm-hmm. So we would try standing shoulder to shoulder. So if we stood real close, you know, the guy was right on him. If we stood far apart, you know, yep. you had, Well, they caught on to that. And there was there was one night they made me go stand by the by the uh, inside snack shack. Told me if I left, they were going de- <laughs> to they were going to dq Bob. I I had to watch the whole rest of. It. I think it was like fifty to go, and I had to watch the second half of the race from the snack shack because they said we were. We were giving them signals. Right. Dude, it yep. was just crazy cool. I mean, I I, I don't know. It, it's just, I go there now, and it just seems so different than it was back then. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, it, it seemed um, – I, I don't know. Back then, it was – yeah, there was a lot of uh, rivalries and stuff like that. But, my God, I, I can remember um, myself being a super sport, racing – and, um, Randy Boyd, I broke something. Randy Boyd says, come on. And he jumps, t- puts me in the truck, drives me to his shop. We fixed the thing, come back. And, you know, he's over there helping me put it in my car. Right. I mean, it was just cool <laughs> stuff like that. That was, uh, yeah. it seemed like it was
1: going on all the time. You know, and I hear the stories of that stuff happening back in the day, but that stuff's still happening now. Um, you know, talk about guys doing stuff. Colin Weinbarger and I, like, we, we raced hard together at times on the track. Medford two years ago, you know, you go out of town racing, and it doesn't matter how hard you guys race on a weekly basis. When you go out of town racing, everybody's a team, right? Went down to Medford and uh, I think I transferred from a, a B main, but ended up with a puncture hole in the radiator. That whole crew and and my brother and my dad and all of Colin's guys, including Colin and his dad, We're on my car changing a radiator in nine minutes from green from checkered flag to green flag. So that stuff still happens. It's just different. You know, it's it's tough to see some of the the spotting games that are going on, but you still get them all. And uh, you learn guys mannerisms and you might I might spend as much time watching someone else's brother or dad on the fence as I do watching my dad because, you know, those guys good enough you can tell what they've got going on right mm-hmm. and uh everyone's got their own game yeah i i get it
0: and, and i do and, it, and it's probably you know i guess when you're really involved in it you know like mm-hmm. i'm not quite as involved as i you know as i was but i mean um so yeah i i guess you, kind of from the outside looking in is a little different from the inside looking out so
1: absolutely it's about perspective and when, when it's what you do, you know, week in, week out, you see those intricacies that you don't get from a, you know, a 30-foot, 30 30,000-foot 30, elevation <laughs> Yeah,
0: Yeah, for sure. So, now, uh, you do bodies, do you do bodies for this, for the uh, IMCA stock cars and the Iron Giant Series, too, or is it more just uh, the modified
1: stuff? I'm doing it for everything. So, yeah. Um, the the stock car and street stock stuff that's that's grown in my in my body um program this year like i said i got three cars in here now but i got a lot of modifieds imca modifieds uh imca sport modifieds i get a late model here and there um with my parents running their their business and their grt dealership um we get a lot of a lot of people coming through so i'm doing a little bit of you know a little bit of everything um and it, it works out for both both Dragger Performance and my program to to be helping each other out with customers going back and forth.
0: Yeah, I just got to ask you if you remember this. Do you remember Tim Debbins' 427 leaf spring car?
1: I have to admit, I don't remember that. Oh, but did, did what year? What, what year? What oh, I, I, I don't know.
0: That was probably ninety. It was probably ninety three. Three or four. 92, three or four. But let me tell
1: you, you have never. I I hate to tell you, but I was between three and five. (laughs) Are you kidding me, Drager? No joke. Dude. I love the old old (laughs) stuff, but I was a little too young to remember a bunch of it.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, man, you have never, ever, ever seen something go forward like that car did. Tim Devin was an animal, too, behind the wheel. I mean. Um, dude, I mean, super sport was almost just as tough as, as, as the outlaws back then. I mean, I'm sure it is now. I mean, it took us a little while to get caught up, but, um, yeah, man. I mean, um, dude, you just brought back a ton of memories, man. (laughs) So we're, we're, if, if people want to go and they, and they've got a modified and they want to get a body and, and, and all that stuff, how, how do they,
1: how do they get a hold of you? All right. Well, for like the body stuff and uh, my wife and I's program, uh, we have MNK Motorsports on Facebook. Um, like I said, I've got my I do a lot of my modified stuff through there, recognizing my mo- my marketing partners. Um, also show off a lot of the work we're doing uh, through the body stuff. Um, my wife coming up through that, she's run a Hornet the last few years and we're building her uh, uh, a stock car or street stock um, wow. now. Yep. So that's great place to go for that. Um, reach out through there. Hit me up on Facebook, Matthew Drager. But then, like I said, Drager Performance—that's my parents' business. Um, their GRT dealer as well as just parts supplier. So, direct with Weir's um machine. Great, you know, a lot of your bolt-on parts for your your full-size cars. Right. Um, quality second to none. So really we're trying to become more and more of a full service shop dad's got the jig set up for the grt modifieds and some of the late model stuff does a lot of repairs there does a lot of just general maintenance on people's cars off-season maintenance um you know stuff like brakes and changing out bushings and and um you know greasing your your wheel bearings and stuff mm-hmm. a lot of that kind of work so um figure performance has a facebook as well um got you know the phone number on there to reach out to my dad or or mom on that um we've got a couple avenues and uh you know it's it's a little different right now with everything going on yeah um, well sure time yeah but but we're still busy right um racers are going to keep finding that edge guys that were behind are still working on their cars i'm still way behind on mine for this year so uh we're we're business is popping it's it's a good time so now when 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 are the
0: IMCA stock cars? I mean, and actually, I mean, do you have any idea when? Even the I mean, do you have any idea when you're hoping to get um get four tires on the dirt and, and get them rolling?
1: I think right now the biggest thing is just waiting for this uh, coronavirus and the the state state and national rules to clear up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've got several tracks that are ready to get started right now um we've got tracks that we're ready to start doing test days even private track rentals before the latest uh crackdown from the government so um i think you're gonna see as soon as stuff gets lifted cottage grove and banks are going to be ready for private track rentals and racing and uh you know hopefully willamette's not too far behind i know i'm hoping to have my stuff done probably about a month and a half um which right now i don't think that's going to be too late given all the uh the the rules and such but you know it's it's been a growing year for us we we bought our first house and i had a, a a bit of a medical setback this winter so we're behind on our own stuff but we're getting caught up on everybody else's so they can go play yeah
0: hey a stud just joined in how about john campos that dude can
1: drive absolutely get the privilege <laughs> to race with him a lot and let me tell you there's not a guy that'll run you harder and that you can have more fun with than that guy
0: that's pretty cool, man. That's, that's a hell of a compliment. I mean, I think that's the, I think that's the ultimate compliment you can give any racer is, is that right there?
1: Absolutely. John's just one of those guys that he's a racer's racer, right? He works his butt off so he can go out there and, uh, he, he leaves it all on the track. Mm -hmm. And there's been times where I've wondered how the heck can I do what he's done? Uh, just, I remember a, Two or three moves um, that he's put on me that that left my
0: head, spinning. left me scratching my head a little
1: bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's he might be a few years older than you, right?
1: I think he's got a few years on me, but um, I'm kind of in that middle stage where I got a lot of racers in my class older than me, and then I got a lot of racers in the class under than under me mm-hmm. in age. So it's a uh, kind of a middle ground.
0: Yeah, man, dude, I, I you know I I can't tell you how awesome it is to be able to sit here and talk to you for an hour would you do me a huge favor um what's that tell your tell your dad I I, I said hello because it, it I mean although we didn't race a ton together I, it was still an honor uh I, I I tell everybody this it was an honor to be in and doing that back in that time mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm so glad I grew up in that era and and got a chance to do it then. And I I might be bugging you because I want to see some of those old tapes because I want to watch me.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I I got some good ones. Talk about one particular with Darren Koffel, Jeffrey, and uh, Russell and my dad. Top four, four laps to go. Probably the most epic four laps I can remember. And Robert Hood on the mic over the top of it. It doesn't get any better than that stuff.
0: It doesn't, man. It doesn't. Dude, you know what? Your stuff is antiseptic. I, I i mean i I look at it all the time i i hope I hope I get get to come out sometime and uh, I did get hit up to maybe do some stuff with Willamette but we'll see how that all turns out and uh but man, I'd love to see you and come hang out one night and watch you uh watch you operate. I think that'd be cool as hell
1: absolutely we'd love to have you around just uh give me a shout out when you got a a weekend free and we'll go racing right on Matt. Matt Drager, everybody. Be sure you check him
0: out, Matt. Keep doing the good stuff, buddy. Keep doing the good stuff.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much.
0: You bet, man. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Matt Drager, what a cool cat, man. I'm telling you. Jeremy Means, so good to see you. You need to get a hold of me because I want to get you on uh, so we can um, find out what's what's going on at Banks. Um, Monica, Sim, what's going on? Brent Endicott, Kimberly Dean. Hey, I just want to thank everybody for coming in. I, got, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. A little history from way back with uh with Matt Drager. What, man, what an awesome guy. And let me tell you, um, check out his stuff. I mean, his bodies are dope. I'm just telling you. They are they are sick. So be sure you check them out. Um, we'll be back Monday night, Late Model Monday. I, I, I want to tell you this. I know you a lot of you might be dirt people, but if you even most dirt people who have been around the game for a while, if you know this name, Dave Fuge, he is gonna be our guest on Monday night. One of the epic car builders uh of all time here in the Northwest. Dave Fuge is gonna be our guest Monday night. So we'll have him for an hour. I'm just uh I'm just so, so pumped. And over the other than that, I just wanna say hey everybody, be safe. This stuff is real. Take it seriously. Um, and I just hope everybody stays safe. And and I just gotta tell you, I, I thank you so much for your wonderful support um, and love and and shout outs and supporting the show. I mean, it, it really does mean um, a whole lot to me, a, a whole lot more more, especially now, more than you know. So um, if you want to help out the show, give us a holler. We'll work something out. We'll get you a good deal. Um. Otherwise, man, keep tuning in. Keep doing the love. And, hey, love one another. Be positive. Keep it real. We'll get through this. I love you guys. Peace. Have a good one.
1: Well, another, another show in book. the books. You are the, reason, the reason we're here. here. We, we hope, hope you'll tune in next week for another, another Winning Wednesday. Wednesday here on here the on Northwest, Northwest Race, Race, Race Report. report.
0: Lippy here, here. if you you like like tonight's tonight's show or any of our shows, please please like and share on Facebook, and don't Don't forget forget to stop stop by
1: KerryBridgesRacing.com.
0: Subscribe so so you don't don't miss miss any of our our
1: shows.
0: What's What's up, up, race race fans?
1: fans? This This is The the Real Deal, deal. Chris Chris Kick, and you're you're listening listening to the Northwest Northwest Race Report.